0: summer children you've been fortunate enough to stumble upon another episode of the podcast peep this noise i'm logan johnson and across the airwaves digitally in another area social distancing are I'm greg my two Marchand. compatriots i'm greg marchant sorry there he is i interrupted i feel bad greg marchant and I, I just want to make sure i'm not going to get
1: interrupted if, if i say my name's nothing <laughs> am i going to get interrupted
0: I it came pretty close. I got to be honest with you. Um, I can't happened. help it. I just I'm filled with this punchy energy that I can't over I can't oversell. Um, because about half an hour before watching the film, I am Legend. Uh, man, that was a really red, really big red herring. There, we're not talking about I am Legend. But about half an hour before that, I listened to all of the songs by Blackpink that Greg recommended we listen to for this episode, and those are all absolute. I would be lying so if good. I said I don't have a little bit of black pink in my monitor right now. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, Greg, go ahead would, and, and would talk to us a fair... little bit about
2: this. Oh yeah, would it be fair to say that you have a lot of black pink in your area right now?
0: Uh yes. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I... so sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I'm literally running an iTunes folder, and I'm listening to music by Blackpink while we record this episode. Awesome. it's very very good. good. Yeah, I'm just multitasking over here, so don't mind that.
2: Okay, so the Um, the songs that I recommended to you guys um, were by Blackpink. Are Whistle, Boombaya, Stay, Do-Do-Do-Do, and Kill This Love. Which gives you a pretty good range because Whistle and Boombaya are from their first studio album, I believe. And Kill This Love was their Uh, most recent single Um, just kind of an introduction to blackpink they debuted in 2016 Um, they're a they're a k-pop girl group Um, so for for those unfamiliar with k-pop it's uh, the um, the boy band and girl band thing that kind of fell out of style in the u.s was really embraced in south korea and is kind of um and is kind of the defining shape of of pop music over there. Um so you have four members of Blackpink. You have uh Jenny, who um was originally from South Korea but kind of got into the K pop scene while she was living in New Zealand. Um she's kind of their lead vocalist and one of the rappers in the group. You have uh Lisa whose full name is actually La Lisa and she's uh, she's actually Thai um not uh not Korean. Um she does mostly rap but also vocals. Uh you have Rose or Roseanne um as her full name who's from uh who's originally from New Zealand but uh uh but um got uh got signed on as a trainee for K pop in Australia. Um and you have Jisoo, who is um who is another vocalist who is from south korea from seoul itself um and a, for a timeline of those songs whistle and boombayah were released in 2016 stay was released in uh whistle and boombayah released in august 2016 stay was released in october 2016 then you have a uh, two-year gap to do to do which was released in 2018 and kill this love came out um the first week of april 2019 um, just like days ahead of when uh, Blackpink um, performed at Coachella in April of last year,
0: um, and they headlined Coachella absolutely rightfully. Uh, they rock. Their music's pretty pretty bumping. <laughs> I
2: I watched the uh, they they have a recording I believe up on YouTube of their entire uh, Coachella performance, or it might be several recordings that you can just string together. That's, it's also very good. It's, it's a lot of fun. The, the crowd was into it, if I remember right. Well, if the crowd yeah, wasn't into not it, you certainly Uh Yeah, I was, I was into it. Sorry, what was that, Logan? I wouldn't be surprised if the crowd was into
0: it. Uh, it's, it's almost as good as it will be when Hatsune Miku plays <laughs> later this year. If that actually ends up happening, um, she's supposed to headline Coach. I mean,
2: if there's... Uh, yeah, no, I... I <laughs>
0: Uh, really I was just going to say, if there's music.
2: anybody who uh, doesn't have to worry about catching a virus, it's a Miku. <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: Well, actually, that's not true. She needs to worry about a whole different set of viruses if you catch my drift. Yeah. Uh, computer I, I, I viruses, that is. True. <laughs> I like that. You just, like, decided to just make it fast and furious, and I, I respect that a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really appreciated some of this music, So so maybe talk to us for a little bit right before we dive in you could have picked a lot of k-pop artists i know you know a lot of them uh why blackpink um because i
2: like them the most (laughs) (laughs) that that's the that that would be the that'd be this that'd be the most pressing answer is i just really like blackpink i've i've i haven't listened to a song of theirs that i disliked and they were kind of my uh they were kind of like my first experience with k-pop because as I was getting ready to go study abroad in South Korea in, um, in 2018, um, and I started listening to some K-pop just to kind of, just cause I was like, oh, this is a thing I should probably know about a little bit. Um, they, uh, Do 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 was actually the number one, uh, K-pop song of, uh, on YouTube for 2018, um, and so it was the first thing I think it w- might have literally been the first K-pop song I listened to. And it was, it was a rocking experience <laughs> or maybe, uh, oh, yeah, or maybe awesome. it was boom Baya, that was my first song. I forget. Maybe, maybe do, do got popular after I got back. I can't remember, but, um, they, they were definitely one of the very first artists that I became familiar with. And they, uh, they've um consistently just like hooked me with their with their new releases and stuff like that every time a new song of theirs comes out. I'm just super excited to listen to it, and it's always good
0: I mean a hundred percent understandably um like I said, I really enjoyed this this a lot, so let's talk a little bit about some of the songs that you picked out uh which one do you want to start with um
2: I I think what I'd like to do is just get you guys to chime in really quick right here before we jump into like my overall questions and hear what your favorite, uh, what your favorite songs were. Um, I I think both of you watched the music videos. My my questions that I had for us today uh, don't require anybody to have watched the music videos, although they, uh, having the visuals in mind certainly adds something, but. Uh, what were, what were your guys' favorites out of those, uh, out of those songs? I was going to say, I I know you actually went beyond the playlist.
0: I did go beyond the playlist, and I also didn't watch the videos. Oh, cool. Um, I wanted to come into it with one of us maybe having a little bit more visual cues and one of us maybe having a little less. Gotcha. One of us could focus on the sound while the other focused on
2: the imagery. Okay. Um, So what, what was your, uh, what was your favorite?
0: My favorite was stay for sure. Okay. Um, Basically because it sounds almost like a Taylor Swift song, and y'all know how I feel about my Queen T. Swift. Um, but it has like a lot of those similar vibes in the way that it's produced. Uh, it has a lot of acoustic guitar overlaid with uh, other string instruments uh, to kind of form like the background of that song. And so it mm-hmm. has... But then it, it switches to kind of some more... Um, you know what it is? It's almost like what if we took an album from Taylor Swift's sec- first or second album and put it with a song from her sixth or seventh album and mixed them together, so this gotcha. Blackpink song is almost like what if we took a tour through kind of an evolution of of Western pop, right? And I think in that way it's a little bit more progressive than Western pop is. I, I, I'm uh, sorry. So I really like that. I'm sorry.
1: You just said Taylor Swift, whether or not you meant to, is Western pop as like. The whole genre. She is Western you, you fun. Can,
0: you can ask me or you can ask the American Music Awards. Either way, you're going to get the same answer. And that's basically, yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> one does not simply become artist of the decade. She's She's relatively representative. I think you guys know what I mean. Yes, I, I just I
1: had to make that clear that that is the way that you insinuated yeah. have, that.
0: Have you listened to the radio before because um
2: <laughs> she's basically <laughs> western pop. No, you have got a point there. Okay, so um, I I'm glad you I'm glad you like stay stay is kind of uh different from most of uh from most of their music, but I wanted it in there because it is one of my favorites. Um Mhm. And it's, I mean, it's a really good song, but it's also one of my favorites. It's something that I, it's something that I listen to sometimes when I'm trying to just relax and wind down, which a lot of their music is not good for, even though I love their music. So, uh, but yeah, Stay is kind of an outlier, um, stylistically in that it's got, um, it's got more of a soft, a soft tone, um, and it doesn't have a... And it's not really loud and in-your-face like a lot of their stuff is.
0: Yeah. Also has really good lyrics. I did look up the translation for That Bad Boy. yeah. And I was was pretty impressed. What did you think, Nathaniel? Which one was your favorite?
1: So, Stay definitely stood out to me for the reasons you guys have already mentioned, where it is so different. Um, And unfortunately for me, a lot of the other four songs, even though they were clearly different songs, felt like they were the same song in a lot of ways to me like i have trouble picking out oh yeah that was this song even though like they've got clear bits in them. like in whistle there's the whistling going on which is very fun and catchy and in Boombaya they like say boombayah repeatedly throughout it and so like even though they're clearly <coughs> and different i have a hard time actually identifying which one was like the one that i was like oh yeah that's the one i liked that being said i actually prefer the style of all four of the other songs to that of stay
2: okay what, uh, what do you prefer about, um, those, uh, that more in-your-face, upbeat style that you see in It's exactly and, uh... that.
1: It's exactly what you just said. It's that it's upbeat and in-your-face, and it's, um, yeah, my wife has often accused me of listening to basically two types of songs, uh, really loud and really noisy, or very, very depressing, which, um... My songs are not that depressing that I listen to. They're just like mildly I feel called l- out. Hmm? What? Logan? Logan? I said I feel called out. Logan listens
2: to more depressing music than I do. Who could have foreseen? Well, if if it helps, I know for a fact that she does like Blackpink, so She does. If you listen to this and that if you listen to this around the house, I, I don't think <laughs> I, I don't think she'll think you have bad taste for it.
1: I think her biggest problem is just that I'm always listening to something, and she's like, "Can we not have peace and quiet? You know, for five <laughs> minutes in the day?" Um, yeah, that's definitely m- on me. But no, I liked how upbeat these were and how much energy there was behind them.
2: Cool. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you guys both enjoyed them for different reasons because that will. Um that will make the discussion of like the rest of this discussion really fun. If you were to ask me my favorite song out of, um, out of all of those, it's, um, it, it would almost be Boombayah, except for the rap right at the beginning is so cringy. Um, <laughs> I, I literally like, uh, sometimes when I listen to that, I will just mute that, that part of the song <laughs> until I'm past that. Cause it's just, it's just so cringy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mind it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my, I think. This uh, this is the
0: one that starts off hot black pink in your area, right? Was that it?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Black pink in your area. Um, That was uh, black. Them saying black pink in your area um, was kind of a thing for a little bit that they did. And then they stopped doing it. And then it came back with kill this love um and i i think it's kind of fun it's kind of like a cool catchphrase but yeah i think my favorite is uh do 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 um or as the title is actually written do 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 um even though it's even though it's uh even mm. though in the song it goes do 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 anyway um yeah sorry so um yeah uh that one would be my favorite if you were to ask me um for um for a lot of reasons just cuz i think i think a big one is nostalgia because i associate it most closely with uh when i was actually in korea which was a cool time um so let's jump into some of these questions the first thing that i wanted to ask you guys about is um kind of there's some military elements to their music, in both in the language and in the uh, and in the musical stylings and stuff like that. Um, what military elements did you notice in their uh, in their music, um, if if any?
0: Yeah, I'll go ahead and weigh in here um, to start us off. Uh, let's talk about whistle. I guess maybe slight content warning up ahead. If you look up the translated lyrics for whistle uh there's some
2: stuff going on here but uh i i forget what there's... they are but i'm gonna have to go look them up again now
0: <laughs> yeah let's just say um you could read this as a pretty strong innuendo in an unpublished episode we talked about uh the song a roman candle with me very similar to that song except for maybe a little bit more uh easier to read but this song <laughs> does include uh literally the world words missile and bomb right yeah like mm-hmm. um they're not playing around here with like the imagery at all, like obviously explosive we we have kind of the conception in in the West, and I'm assuming that that is shared in the east at least to a degree of kind of like the bombshell right this person who who shows up and just kind of like turns everything on its head just by their sheer attractiveness right uh but I think. I think that there's a degree to which like, that's being reflected here, but it also does have that militaristic kind of thing. Um, another ver- another line in, in Whistle is, all the boys stand in line just to check out. And this image of boys standing in line, either laterally or, or front to back, is also a very militaristic image to conjure. And I, I was interested when I saw your question about this, kind of what, what you were driving at, because I agree with you, I just don't know what it means, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I so a lot of, unfortunately... Uh, in that regard, a lot of these questions are because these are things that I'm still thinking about that I don't have necessarily a set opinion on myself. Um, but I... the These uh, types of lyrics and things like that pop up pretty frequently in their songs. I don't think there are any in stay that I can think of. But there's definitely uh, there's definitely something uh, there's definitely something related to like uh, uh, to like firearms or, um, or ordnance and, um, in all of the rest of their, uh, in all of the rest of their, um, songs. I, I believe that I, that I had you guys listen to. Um, I think one of the impressions that I've, uh, one of the impressions that I've gotten is just that, um, these are not uh some of the things that they include in here are not things that i typically think of as seeing in american pop music that's one of the things that stands out to me um where the u.s is uh where u.s pop music typically deals with um typically deals with a lot of the same themes as as k-pop music um you uh the U.S. isn't in the same boat as Korea, where um, Seoul, where all of this is recorded, basically, um, is uh, within is within a rocket launching distance of um, of you know city leveling rockets from North Korea. Sure. So I, I kind of, I mean, I don't have an answer to this. I kind of wonder. Um, if we see more of these types of lyrics in Blackpink's music just because um just because that idea that um that there are, you know, bombs and guns not too far away isn't uh isn't so uh foreign or so um isn't so foreign to them or so um I guess maybe removed. Yeah, and it's it's more of a commonplace idea this idea that there are missiles like in the local totally. like in the in the locality, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, I think you've got a really good point here because it makes me think about um 1980s pop in the West, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly pop music out of Germany, right? I think about like 99 Luftballons in connection with this. Um a song that is a real club banger right? Drop the vinyl record needle thing on that bad boy, but also has this incredibly political and militaristic message of like, you know, it's a love song, right? People who don't know 99 Red Balloons, 99 Luth Balloons, uh, Nina put out that single in the 80s. Uh, People should go listen to that if they haven't heard it. If like, I don't know how old our audience is here, Uh, but it's a love song, right? It's a story about these two lovers, but they kind of get caught up in the themes of war right and 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 this kind of militaristic thing so i think you're you're onto something there greg with this idea that sometimes the the nearby presence of military can influence the way that it affects our pop culture particularly our music
1: well it's do you it's, have any
0: thoughts about this oh go ahead yeah I was, I was gonna, gonna say <laughs> in
1: reference to uh, military um have you guys ever lived in a part of the united states that is very pro-military and on top of being pro-military has military installations nearby like with sharing city borders essentially um there's there's it feels like there's a far heavier emphasis on war and on military and patriotism and etc etc all of those things that we associate with a national military um but what's interesting in the U.S. is I feel like it's relatively easy, if you want to, to get away from those kinds of locations. Like, you can go places where the military presence is not as strong as it is in others, even if that's just moving a city away. um. But where you are, I would imagine, I've never been to South Korea, um, but I would imagine that by virtue of North Korea being its neighbor and the complex history there with them having been a country at one point and now being two countries, I imagine that that reinforces that a lot more strongly. Like if we had had the civil war and not been reunified as a nation, but had remained two nations as a result of that. And I feel like that just kind of forces it to be in your face more than
2: we have it here. Yeah, I, I think I could add a couple of ideas to that, to um, um, other things that might in that might reinforce that. Um one of those is that um South Korea is a relatively small place geographically. Mm. Um it's it's smaller than um it's smaller than the state of Utah, it's smaller than the state of Nevada, smaller than Colorado or Wyoming.
1: Or any of those other states. Any, any of those distances. other like
2: medium states that we think of as like medium sized western states. It's smaller than those um, and then, uh, also there, uh, there is mandatory military service in, in South Korea for, uh, for males. Um, they, mm. uh, they, their, their military does allow women to enlist, but they're, it's mandatory for, um, men who are not, um, already, uh, working or, uh, like pursuing a career in certain industries um if uh if if you're you you can be exempt if you're doing something else that oh sorry there goes my clock again if you uh if you're doing something else um that provides what is kind of thought of as a similar benefit to the country i think is the idea um so like what being
1: like a doctor
2: Uh, I, I don't know for sure all of them. I know that, um, I know that some financial professionals, uh, are exempted, I believe, because I think that's how, I think that's how Psy, who we, um, talked about in an unpublished episode, was, um, originally exempted from military service, and then he had this kind of, because he was technically, um, pursuing a career in, like, in finance or something like that and then 100. he ended up not pursuing that career and going into pop music and then therefore he had to go and do his two years mandatory military service okay for for most people it's uh for most people it falls right in the middle of their college education from what, I, oh, from what i heard um i i talked to some professors over there and they said that a lot of their male students um leave uh, leave for their mandatory military service after one of their first couple of years of college and then come back to college and um, gotcha. yeah so there th- those are two other details that uh, that might reinforce the the military presence in people's minds if not in their geography because there are places in South Korea where you're you're not like right next to a military base there there are only really uh, the the two major ones are the one in seoul and then there's one in i think it's gyeonggi province but i can't remember it's in central south korea um and the the one in seoul is in the process of closing down and shifting over to that one in central south korea so um so yeah there's uh it's mostly for in in like the past you know, several decades, it's mostly been in Seoul that the, um, that the military, uh, base presence has, has been, although there are other things, I'm sure. Right. Um, I think that does add a lot
0: of context to what we're seeing here. Uh, if I could give one spinning take real quick, just borrowing some lyrics from the word whistle before we move on, is that all right with everybody? Yeah, I want to hear it. (laughs) Shut up, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so here's here's verse 4 the English translation is given to me by Genius.com so you know take with that as much credence as Genius deserves for their Korean to English translations but uh, it, the lyrics read hold up, do not talk just whistle to my heart I hear a note, I feel excited boom boom, do not think too much feel shh, every day, all day always by your side, zoom zoom just um, pretty good lyrics first of all uh, mm-hmm. But I think about it in connection with, with some of these militaristic ideas, right? This First, the idea of holding up, right? Everybody stop. Do not talk. Uh, just whistle. And then respond to the whistle. But don't think about your response to the whistle, right? And I think this is like a really militaristic idea. And obviously, they're talking about it here in kind of a romantic sense as well, right? They're playing with this idea of like, the way the whistle has an influence over a military presence, Um, or any command right but i think about it too think about the ways in which a whistle can be or the song's whistle can be likened to our consumption of pop music right think about the ways in which like we hear a note and we feel excited but we don't think too much about it right um i don't know that i would necessarily say this this idea is subversive but i think it's a really interesting idea to include in a pop song because even though they're not specifically saying that there's a way in which they're saying that right um and and the the lyrics of the song seem to lend to this idea that you know maybe the whistle yes but also hearing notes that make us feel excited can cause us to not think too much right (laughs) some of these club beats that are being laid down maybe have a have a numbing effect on the mind right which i think is really interesting anyway that was just some of my thoughts as i read this and and i'd just like
2: to throw something in uh to uh, about what you just said from a did it do um <laughs> in that song which i have already said is probably my favorite out of this list of some of my favorite songs that i gave you guys um mm-hmm. one of the one of the only like full english parts um goes what you gonna do when i come come through with that that ah that that ah what you gonna do when i come come through with that that ah that that ah it's it's like one of the only parts in english in that song uh, in that song and it doesn't mean anything it it doesn't uh, it's it doesn't comp- it's not any full idea it's like they 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 borrowed a lyric from earlier on in the song and then just like cut it off in a in kind of a cool rhythmic effect right and so it's fun to listen to like you can you can you can be jamming out and hit that part and just be like, oh yeah, this is this is a good song. But don't think too hard about it.
0: <laughs> totally. This is the gitchy-gitchy-goo principle, right? Yes. <laughs> the idea that you can just make noise in a pop song and as long as you produce it well, it's, people will love it. Um, and I just think it's really interesting the way in which like their song mirrors this idea lyrically, where most pop songs only do it literally, right? They yeah. only literally mirror it by doing it. It's, anyway, yeah, I thought that was really interesting.
2: interesting. I that's cool. That's not something I thought about. Yeah. Um, I I do want to jump into the next question and keep us uh, keep us moving on this. Um, yeah, I think this, this one's
0: is a nice transition from what we were just talking about too.
2: Yeah, this one will be a little bit shorter. It's not. It's not a super in-depth question, but what did you guys um, think about the style of Blackpink? Was it ex- was it what you expected from like a, a female pop group, and? Um if so, if it was what you expected, what did their style remind you of that you're familiar with? And if not, what about their style surprised you? And I feel like Nathaniel has something to has something to say. Oh, yeah. So let's jump to Th- you. This Nathaniel. is this is
1: the part where I get to come in with my with my thoughts and my ideas and perhaps my hot takes if I have any. Um <laughs> <laughs> So hot takes selling like hot cakes mm. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, so I watched the music videos for this, and uh, let me let me real quick just uh, compare and contrast uh, the music videos that I have been known to watch in my day compared to this
0: back when i was a boy <laughs> yes yes um no <laughs> we so we're watching thriller that one <laughs> had a storyline <laughs>
1: i do want to hit on that though actually in reality uh, i was going to reference miss atomic bomb by the killers which if you guys know anything about my takes and music videos uh that's possibly my favorite music video ever for better and for worse um, for good
0: reason though honestly
1: it's not bad yeah, it, it's it's delightful um but you, you've made a point that like they had stories in their music videos, and yeah, the music videos that I'm used to watching have very clearly defined stories with like plot arcs and character beats. And you <laughs> watch them and you go, yeah, I understand what the artist was saying with these lyrics better now. Whether that's something as beautiful as uh, Miss Atomic Bomb by the Killers, or something as weird as Land of Confusion by Genesis... Um, <laughs>
0: or Paradise by Coldplay, right? Right. Like closer cultural touchstone.
1: No, I, wa- I wanted to reference uh, that specific one, uh, Land of Confusion, mm. because they use, like, weird, like, <laughs> off-brand Muppets to, like, sell their story. Um, no, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. If you've never seen it, it's I, weird, though. I just
0: figured there's probably some some children out there who haven't. Children, <laughs> an older go song. watch this weird video. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this song's, like, 40 years old now, dude. <laughs> I know. Dang. I... Uh, I, if, if you want a middle ground on what they're talking about for, for our listeners out there, what I'm, what I have going through my head is like a Check Yes Juliet by We the Kings or, huh. um, I know the, the music I video for Check Yes Juliet. Juliet or, um, um, the, the other one involving like a, You Were Romeo, I Was a Scarlet Letter by Taylor Swift. What's that one called? Love Logan, Story. Help Me Out. Love Story. I by got Taylor Swift's Love Story thank you yeah,
0: i was like... so quick at that that you couldn't even ask for help before i'd thrown you a life preserver. <laughs> don't even worry yeah so <laughs> my sister for... and i used to play a game where we'd play the starts of a taylor swift playlist and see who could guess the songs that were coming up first <laughs> so, <laughs> you know i'm pretty good at it. it's an acquired skill i don't want to brag by the way that I have to give go you the, on your
2: resume <laughs> <laughs> I have,
1: I have to give you guys the uh, the word picture of what I pictured when Logan said and I was already throwing you that life preserver. surfer I picture somebody on a cruise liner jumping overboard. And the sailor just sees the jumping motion and like hucks the life preserver. The life preserver hits the water and like diver like goes through the center of the life
0: preserver. <laughs> um. I was I was thinking more like it was a Jack and Rose kind of thing, and he just slipped off that door after I held on to him. <laughs> But it's fine. We've really lost the thread here. Uh, Let's bring it back to the style of Blackpink, which you were talking about with your other videos. Yes, Nathaniel.
1: (laughs) Um, Finding any clearly discernible story in these music videos, which are so focused on the dancing is very difficult. No, they're not just focused on the dancing, though. They're also focused on the extra level of the props and the set design. Yes, yes, Uh, they are. There is one, uh, I don't remember which one it is off hand, but there's like five or six of them dancing inside of a room-sized bear trap. Um, Let's kill this love, yeah.
0: Incredible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but here's the thing. That set piece, I don't think it even gets 30 seconds of music video time. Like probably not no so they they got this big room where they put a giant bear trap in it and said hey we're gonna like have lights and fog and you're gonna dance on this and uh we'll go from there and have other props like the full light castle with stained glass windows where we're gonna shoot firing arrows at each fiery arrows at each other
2: no where one character uh, where uh, i i think it was uh rosé I can't remember if it was Rosé or Jesu is going to fire a flaming arrow at herself in two different outfits. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is, that's very Power of Wings by Key and which I love.
0: Um, But also, I think it's really interesting. You talk about this, these set pieces and things like, almost like there's an absurdity to it but you know that's how jj abrams makes star wars movies right like you know that's just <laughs> the thing he did in seven and nine right yes he's I, just I, like I, oh I man what if we put them on the falcon <laughs> yeah no, i know i then we'll go we'll fully aware. there 30
1: seconds um and that's no i see what you there's you're nothing now. wrong with this it's actually really fun and cool uh but it's just it's so wildly different from what i'm used to or what i expect sure i expect an enhancement of the lyrics um as far as a storytelling mechanism not as a hey this is really fun and flashy and hits the themes of our song not so much tells a story um which is really cool actually i i'd like to see more things like that i think
2: it it's it's kind of fun to it's kind of fun to watch and like pick out the details there's it's almost like a how many details can you find in their mm, music sure. video um one thing for you guys to go back and watch now because you'll notice it now that i pointed out if you go and watch uh do do the the scene where uh jenny is sitting in that like multicolored huge robe thing holding a fennec fox
1: you know, I'd love to say I know exactly what you're talking about because that sounds like it should stick up clearly it's, in my menu. Dude,
0: this sounds awesome. <laughs> but there are so it's right near many the beginning. Scenes?
2: But her, uh, they they do some movie magic in that scene where her eyes change color. Okay, that does sound from more like uh, from like purple to gray mm-hmm. or something like that. So it, if you if you go in there and you watch that and like pay a attention to her eyes as she's singing they they change color and a few a few of them they actually do that with throughout that music video that's so cool um yeah it's those those set pieces can be can be really fun one of one of my favorite moments is also from I, also from kill this love where i think ah i always get uh, rose and jisoo mixed up but i think it's jisoo is driving a car And she's about to run over herself while she's, um, while she's like weeping and singing. She's about to go and run over herself in a car. So
1: I remember that bit. Yeah, Um, that was fun. Yeah, it's weird and it's really fun. The most disappointing thing to me was that in Whistle they didn't do more with the Nintendo controller that they soldered together. Um,.
2: that was kind guys of what happened in these music videos <laughs> <laughs> okay logan i think we need to get your take on this really quick was um was their style what you expected from a female pop group
0: oh man that's a tough question i think there's like to a degree yes right um but to a degree no let me try and encapsulate what i'm thinking about this if you think about like it, the early 2000s maybe late 90s when we were talking like hey let's do nsync and the backstreet boys and like destiny's child right Mm -hmm. um and we have kind of these these boy girl bands right or boy bands and girl bands i guess yep uh you have kind of actually a similar style which is almost this idea of like hey we're just gonna put a beat and then Anybody can do whatever they want. It's like what if like uh like a chuck-a-rama or a golden Corral or any other all you can eat buffet, but like a song almost right okay, and like if you listen to like a Backstreet Boys album from start to finish, you hear this kind of mesh of musical styles, right, yeah, and then none of this is to say it's disorganized. it's just there's a little bit of everything inside of there, right. Yeah. And you can come and get just about anything. And I think I expected that to a degree. Well, tell I didn't me even why. expect the <laughs> Continue, <laughs> <Autumn>. please. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to glaze over that. I'll fix it in post. It'll be fine. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, we uh I think it's really interesting. Like I did not expect so much rap in this music, right? Yeah. Um, and I certainly didn't expect it to be this own kind of it really is its own kind of rap, right? Like when you listen to I think of this in connection to 21 Pilots. When you listen to a 21 Pilots album, you don't listen to that and think like, oh, Tyler Joseph is doing some good rap here, right? Because he's, he's breaking rap conventions in some ways, and he's not particularly... um, he, He's rhythmic in his rap, but he's not particularly like adhering to any rap style, right? In fact, Tyler Joseph once remarked in a song that this is not rap, this is not hip-hop. Um, those are lyrics he used because... He never has adhered to a particular style. And, and I almost expect—I almost found this to be true with Blackpink. In the way that they rap, there is definitely a Blackpink rap style. And I don't know if it's Korean or if it's just theirs, but it doesn't adhere to what we think of as a Western conception of rap. So I guess to kind of summarize, yes, I did expect a little bit of what I got here, this kind of variety and these, these, uh, this really good blending of styles in the production, but I did not expect the styles that I actually got. Uh, so yeah. I, I liked it I thought it was pretty cool
2: yeah um, this is actually a, a really good place to transition is on that, um, on, that of, <laughs> are, um, on that idea of you are podcast sensation Logan Johnson That's me. yes uh, on on that idea of um, what uh, what seemed uniquely Korean because um, y- you guys can listen to some more K-pop and tell me what you tell me what you think later but I, I do think that some of the rapping I've heard from other, uh, from other groups has a lot in common with the way that Blackpink raps. And it doesn't sound like, um, it doesn't sound like the rap music that I'm familiar with, which admittedly isn't a whole bunch, but it doesn't sound like any of the American genres of rap that I've heard or any of the, or any of the Latin genres of rap that I've heard, um... It, it just well, they're sounds... no open
0: mic eagle right like they don't even adhere to like an african-american conception of rap it's just a new kind of rap
2: yeah it just it just seems uh it just seems different from anything else that i've heard um let's let's maybe talk uh oh also just another quick note really quick um one thing that I do like about Blackpink's style is they don't exactly. This is more a visual thing, but they don't exactly adhere to either the sweet or the chic um, uh, visual styles of K-pop. Because usually you have like the you have like the sweet style, which is like the the cutesy style, the schoolgirl look, the little sister look. Um, that's kind of like a that's kind of like a considered an attractive an attractive way to be. Um, for a woman over there and you don't have um and they don't exactly conform to that uh at any point but then they don't exactly fit with the chic thing if you go in uh which is like the sexy the um the the sexy the um kind of um uh the kind of like maybe a little bit more suggestive yeah that that kind of thing it doesn't Um, they don't exactly fit in with, uh, fit in with that one either. If you want a good example of, uh, of a group that really, um, has embraced that as their career has gone on, you can go and look up Girls' Generation, which started out a lot more cute, but then, um, but then really moved into the, uh, the chic kind of, the chic kind of look. But Blackpink doesn't really fit. like a K-pop Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, kind of, yeah. (laughs) That's, uh. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Girls Generation, but they do exemplify. They they do show a good progression from the one style to the other. Where Blackpink hasn't really gone either way. They still, um, they still, um, they they focus a lot more on, uh, the dancing. And that requires them to, uh, on um, it has the big plus of requiring them to not dress according to either of those stereotypes, and then. It's just not their style, and I think their style is cool because it doesn't fit into either of those exactly. Um so but let's talk let's talk a little bit about um what is uh what you thought was uniquely Korean, because there's sometimes this conception that as K pop becomes more international, it becomes less Korean. Um you might have noticed as you went through the the playlist that as you went through the um as you went through those songs um there if you went through them in order if you kind of like sort them in your minds you get more and more english lyrics and um as blackpink becomes more popular more international um it's more international popularity um so what did you think um uh did you guys think it was just you know pop music was it any different from any other pop music um do what what would you say was uniquely korean from what you could learn about these uh from what you could learn about korea through this lens um that is at least different from what you had seen that kind of thing
1: well it it brought up an immediate question for me um as a group like blackpink becomes more international why is it that english becomes the language that's mixed in Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are there are lots of languages that are spoken all over the world. And English isn't even necessarily the most prevalent of those languages. Mm -hmm. Now, I do recognize our place in world history and how we have forced a lot of our ways on other people um, and that we've gone in um, over the history as English speakers and conquered a lot of places and spoken English in those places. So most people have exposure to English where they may not other languages but the spanish did the same thing in a lot of ways i mean all of latin america speaks spanish now
0: (laughs) yeah but by examining a colonial element i think you maybe miss the marxist element which is that generally speaking english is the language of the bourgeois society right it's a common lingua franca for international business relationships um, Mm. which i guess Mm -hmm. lingua franca is a term that means It's a language that both parties will use to communicate, even though it might not be either of their native language. So sometimes, you know, if French businessmen go to China, they may still speak English. Just because they both know English, because it's the language of of business in many ways. I'm not saying it's the only language of English or business. Surely Mandarin has its place and, and is rapidly growing in that sphere. But largely, English has has filled that role and i think that's due in part to colonialist elements but also due in part to like the prevalent wealth of both the united kingdom and the united states in in world society
2: yeah as an example of what you're of what you're saying there logan um, when blackpink performs in japan the korean parts of their songs are translated to japanese um, and rhythm, rhythmically matched um, so they sing in japanese but then the english parts are still in english um the english parts are the recognizable are the recognizable parts between the uh between the lyrics of the two versions so it um it does kind of serve as a lingua franca in that uh in that sense um yeah. i did have um sorry go ahead
0: i was going to say i think another way that this kind of becomes less korean aside from just having english lyrics i went a little beyond the uh required reading if you will And I listened to a song they recorded with Dua Lipa in 2017 that is basically just a Western pop song. I mean, it has like Dua Lipa's kind of like um, familiar like Latin twist to to Western pop to it. But this, it's almost like I would not hear that and think like, oh yeah, K-pop, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I would hear the Dua Lipa song and think, that's pop, right? Yeah. Um, it's called Kiss and Makeup for people who want to look it up after this. Um, and I think that, that Blackpink songs kind of exist on a gradient where that being the most extreme example of globalization and, and other songs maybe maybe being less on that spectrum. But I think it's really interesting the way in which it, there is ob- an obvious element of globalization happening here as they become more internationalist. They do things like play Coachella, right, that, that has, has had an impact on their musical style for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um let's uh let's ride with this for a minute because I do have one more thing that I want us to talk about. Um to this effect is that the the South Korean government invests a ton of money in the entertainment industries um with the idea that um South Korea the South Korean government is trying to market itself to the world. They're um, they're building themselves up as a brand basically they're they're creating they're they're building the south korea brand um as a recognizable thing and this has they've they've focused especially on the us china um i don't know the extent in europe exactly but i know there's some there but the us china and um certain parts of the middle east um the uh the south korean government is trying to promote the the south korean brand if you will um and part of how they do that is investing all this money in things like uh in things like k-pop trying to get k-pop to be popular over um overseas so how with that with that in mind things like um collaborating with dua lipa i'm not saying that the that the south korean government said this has to happen or something like that but it's certainly part of the part of the goal is to get um, K artists known worldwide. Um, based on the K-pop that you guys have listened to so far, Blackpink or otherwise, um, how would you say? Um, how just what what would you say that the Korean government is trying to present to the world um, about South Korea through K-pop? Let's talk about that lens of globalization, this kind of active, um, globalization that the, that's happening on the state level where they're trying to promote further globalization. So it feels feels to me like
1: the government of South Korea by promoting entertainment and trying to make their entertainment marketable to the whole world, um, is not trying to necessarily promote like their values like you might see sometimes in like a movie, per se, um, but is trying to make their export of entertainment be as appealing to as many people as possible. That's that's what it seems like to me. It, hmm. They're trying to, in a lot of ways, um, for better or worse, essentially be um, kind of like the McDonald's of... Uh, of the music industry where it may not be your absolute favorite thing but everybody goes to mcdonald's everybody at some point in their life goes to mcdonald's most of us multiple times a year if not a month some a day Uh, right like this is a thing right um like i i mean this isn't mcdonald's per se but like our president like has ordered burger king to the white house like Fast food he's has done this, McDonald's too. and he's done McDonald's, I'm sure, but like, my point is like, th- these kinds of restaurants have this pull on people that no matter how wealthy, rich, or famous they are, or how poor they are, everybody's been there. And McDonald's actually shows up in one of their videos. Now, granted, it's a falling apart McDonald's, but it's in there. <laughs> um,
2: and I think yeah. that
1: just kind of serves to prove my point of they're trying to make themselves as palatable to as many audiences as possible so that as many people will look at them.
2: Cool. Uh, Logan, do you have any thoughts you want to add?
0: Uh, yes. Primarily first about McDonald's, uh, catch my new Marxist essay, McDonald's colon, the great equalizer of mankind. (laughs) Um, but also, uh, I do think this is a really interesting idea that we've got going on here. This idea that, that it is maybe an, an interest of, of making it more palatable, right? Or palatable, probably palatable, Palatable. Um, that was very good. (laughs) Making it more Pilates for (laughs) these people. Um, and I think it's it's really interesting. I think it, it kind of reminds me of, of a Psy song, Korea, right? Uh, which is literal lyrics of that song are Korea louder, Korea harder, right? Yep. And I think mm-hmm. that maybe that's that's a part of the driving energy behind K-pop. Um, I also think of it to a degree, and I, I don't necessarily mean this in like the most negative sense, but I also think there's a degree to which it is a... A type of of maybe mild or watered down colonialist force. Oh, in the it sense definitely that a is. A lot of these these videos are, are Korea saying, "Hey, Korea's here," and also quite wealthy.
2: Trying um, to a, a, one of the big things is trying to project modernity to the world so that people don't recognize Korea the way that they may have in the past. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And I think that that's, uh, it's really interesting, this kind of ideological colonialism that drives this. I think it's, I don't know, that's that's some of my thoughts about it. I think it's really interesting. Um, and I like what I've heard so far. Um, I hate to wrap this up, but we are about out of time. Yeah, so, we are. Uh, if I could get maybe just a couple of hot takes,
2: how do we... I, I, mean, I actually... I guess, Greg, we
0: know how you feel.
2: <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> I have one hot take that I want from both of you, just breaking the pattern a little bit are you two k-pop stands now oh no i might be a black pink
1: greg is shooting me
0: daggers (laughs) (laughs) like guys i'm gonna die here (laughs) we're gonna rap
2: on this and he's gonna murder me
0: okay so well maybe we should expedite that process then
2: (laughs) (laughs) so um i that that was it for me i'm i'm glad you guys liked it i'm Sorry, uh some of us liked it less than others. I did like it quite a <laughs> bit. <laughs> but uh I, let's yeah, just say
0: I added the playlist to my Apple Music library, so it's in there. Awesome. <laughs> we'll be returning to the old Black pink. Okay, um, take us out. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for sticking around uh, for this episode of Peep This Noise. Really appreciate you listening. Uh next time we're going to be doing Dr. Horrible's Sing-Along Blog, the writer strike Joss Whedon piece that he put together uh starring Neil Patrick Harris and That guy who looks like Brennan. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. (laughs) Um, Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And also, wow, why can't I remember her name? Really famous. Felicia Day. The most famous of Felicia Day. Yes. Uh, So Nathaniel, you selected this. Uh, Give us a quick gloss. Again, we're running long on time, but it's forty five
1: minutes broken into a three act structure, which we will talk about at length what a three act structure is on the show next time uh and it is a great take on superhero movies before superhero movies actually became a big deal um or as big of a deal as they are now, I should say,
0: um yeah, and I think from it the point of view of a villain premonition, yes, that's the important part, the point of view of a villain. sorry, I cut you off there. you're good, um, but yeah, it's a bit of a premonition of a future that we ended up living through. Well, thanks again for tuning into this episode. Uh, We're going to go ahead and close out now, but if you like what you've heard, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and hit that five-star button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to it. Tell your friends who you think might like the show to check out Peep This Noise. You can find original blog content at peepthisnoise.com. We've been publishing a couple of articles, including a recent one by Nathaniel on the Dragon Prince that some of you might find interesting. You can find us on social media at peepthisnoise on Twitter. You can contact us at mail at peepthisnoise.com. Um, and one last thing that you're going to hear right as we fade out is our theme song the song Don't Know Why by uh, the band Key Losers we want to express special thanks to Katie Davidson and the band Key Losers for letting us use this album It's from or this song it's from their album California Light which is an absolute banger album um, yeah so go ahead and, and enjoy those dulcet tones as we fade out of here this has been Peep This Noise thanks again for listening and remember everybody likes bad things so open up your
2: mind E ah!